is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Friday here on the Blitz, having some fun as always. Who better to join us and keep the conversation going than our buddy, our partner, our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Backo. He, of course, covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Backo, what's up, cousin? How we doing? Uh, we're going to keep the conversation going, keep the conversation flowing, and I'm looking forward to it. I guess this will be, uh, this will be our last time to chat before round one. Yeah, yeah, it will, absolutely. So plenty to get to, draft-related and otherwise. Let me jump right into it here. don't want to take up too much. Can you uh, can you hear me? You still got us? Yeah, I said, not, yeah, I said now I'm nervous. Okay, all right. All right. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Be to, like, afraid. Um, Be very afraid. Maybe I guess a little prediction, but not really. Uh, before I get to the draft or we get to the draft, I just wanted to ask you your just your thoughts on this entire Deontay Johnson situation. Is there reason to panic? Is there a where there's smoke, there's fire type thing? Or is this still very early in the process and, and no need to to get excited? I think it's still pretty early in the process, but we've we've got some jumping off points to the discussion with the other guys in his draft class starting to you know, make, make a little bit of noise uh, about their own money situations. And, you know, Deontay, I think he's been good, but obviously inconsistent in his time here. And he's said some things in, in media interviews that sometimes make me wonder, uh, you know, does, does he love it here? Is he a little bit frustrated? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have a great read on him. He doesn't say much. And he admittedly you know, is not uh, – not somebody who loves to, to talk like that. So, you know, maybe actions will speak louder than words with him, but uh, it's still very early, and, you know, we'll, we'll track where this thing goes throughout the summer. Now, sticking with that theme, uh, if you were the GM, how would you handle it, man? Would you consider trading a Deontay Johnson? Would you give in and just pay him the 15-plus mil? Or would you make him play out this final season and, you know, decide – after the fact, if you would tag him, extend him, or just let him walk, how would you handle it? Well, I, I think I'd listen to trade offers. I mean, how can you not right now with this wide receiver market? I threw out the idea on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was earlier this week or last week, but how about every team just swaps their number one wide receiver <laughs> for another team so that everybody can win, everybody can be happy. You know, it seems like the grass is, is always greener right now. Like, Debo Samuel can get traded for Terry McLaurin. We'll trade uh, the, the, the Mississippi guys for each other, D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown. Uh, I don't know. Who's somebody else out there that's a little uh, perturbed at the moment? You know, send Deontay Johnson over there. They can do another swap. It's, uh, it's a little wild right now. It's the Wild West with receivers. I, you know, I don't ultimately think that if I'm the Steelers GM that my own internal value of Deontay Johnson is going to end up meeting his own expectations of his value, if that makes sense. Like, I think he's got the counting stats to ask for a lot, but I feel like what, what I've seen, what I've lived through with him week in and week out is a little bit too frustrating for me to get there. So that's kind of where I'm at on him. I don't blame people who love him and say, you know, back up the Brinks truck, but we're about to do that for Minka Fitzpatrick. We just did that for TJ Watt. I don't know if big picture he's on the same level as those two. Brian Backo, he's on another level. He, of course, for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. What's your thoughts on the addition of Miles Boykin? Uh, just a nice depth piece and special teams guy, or do you think maybe there's there's some more potential there? Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I guess I'd put it as I'm mildly intrigued because I think 
the Ravens are one of the best-run organizations in football, and it gives me a little bit of pause when they're still ready to move on from somebody. Now, a little bit of that's extenuating circumstances. He hit some sort of uh, like bonus uh, escalator in his contract that made him, frankly, more pricey than, than somebody with his stats should be in year four, but that didn't stop the Steelers from, from going to the scrap heap a little bit there. So, yeah, I mean, the, the height, the, the speed, the catch radius, all those things are what made him intriguing coming out of college, and he just hasn't put it together either due to you know performance issues or certainly due to injury. So I'm a little bit intrigued. I, I think it lessens the draft need a little bit in the sense that if you were going to go for one of these big, tall, outside receivers in the middle rounds, well, now just ride it out and see if Lincoln can be that. I, I think it pushes me even a little bit more toward when you do draft a receiver, and I think it's a when, not an if at this point. That's that's no bold proclamation. But when you do, whether it's round two, round three, maybe even round one, I, I want one of these either inside guys, slot receivers, really good with the ball in their hands, a new toy, for Matt Canada to play with in that offense so that he really has everything at his disposal in year two and really no excuses if it doesn't go well. Now, you said that you could see them potentially taking a guy at uh, one in terms of wide receiver because you said it's not a question of when, or not a question of if, but more so when. But if we do take a wide receiver at 20th overall, what does that mean for the likelihood of Deontay getting that contract extension, or do you think that those two things are mutually exclusive? Uh, I think they're, they're they're closer to mutually exclusive than not in the sense that, you know, you've got them for another year at least. And even if you don't work out something long-term, I mean, you can draft a first-round receiver next year. I mean, we know that they're going to have other needs, but that could be the big one uh, if, if you do let him walk. So I, I guess if, if they surprise everybody most and, and take a, a Chris Alave or a Jameson Williams or somebody like that in, or Traylon Burks in the first round, and yeah, I'd, I'd probably be sitting here saying, geez, it doesn't look like they're going to open up the wallet for Deontay, but if they, if they wait until day two, or, or even if they really think the depth is good in this class and say, we can we can go, for instance, QB, D-tackle, safety, and then they try to get one in, in the fourth round where they think can still step in and play right away, that wouldn't necessarily make me say, okay, they're going to give Deontay what he wants, because there are just so many other ways that you can go well, look at the look at the receiver market right now. Guys are changing teams like it's uh like it's the NHL trade deadline. That's so, the truth. <laughs> uh, that's the way I look at it right now. And and I am intrigued that you know you just look you follow the tea leaves of what the Steelers brain trust has done to scout the draft this off season. They really haven't made it a point to to get an up close and personal look at a lot of the top wideouts. But could this be a, a year where they've got so many different directions they can go, or are they maybe gonna? zig when everyone thinks they're going to zag and they throw people off the scent it's it's very it's a very intriguing draft for the Steelers no doubt no, I completely agree with that. I think part of that is is how the quarterbacks fall as well, too. You know, Motes and I were discussing the, the latest NFL.com mock draft today had four quarterbacks going in the top ten and just kind of how that would play out for the Steelers and push a lot more talent down the board. Last one I've got for you, Mr. Backo, because I, I know you are in the middle of traveling and we promise to keep this one shorter than our, our usual long conversations. Um, do you have an ideal, okay, this is the best case for this scenario for the Steelers? They end up with this guy or this position group? Do you have a 
ah, man, I hope it's not this guy or this position group as well at pick 20. Do you have kind of like a best case and worst case scenario in your mind now that we're a little less than a week away from round one? Funny you should ask. I'm going to have a, uh, a best case and worst case mock draft out next week on the Post Gazette website. Yeah, look at that but man working. A <laughs> little, little plug. The best case is easy because to me, it's the, the realistic best case, I think, is Jordan Davis from Georgia. I think he's just a, such an obvious plug and play to improve your run defense. I think there's a chance he makes it to 20 just because of the uh, positional values and people wondering about can he play, can he be a three down guy. And, and I think the maybe it's a pipe dream, but not as much as like, you know, Aiden Hutchinson or Sauce Gardner dropping to 20. But is there an outside chance that Kyle Hamilton, safety for Notre Dame, is seeing his stock slip because of the testing, a little bit of injury stuff? Teams don't usually you know, go safety in the first round for the most part, at least in the top half. Is there any chance at all that he makes it to 20, or at least close enough that? You get that itchy trigger finger to trade up. So those are the two guys who I think are the, you know, if, if you just ask me right now, um, what's the best way that it can unfold? It's a bunch of edge rushers and offensive tackles, and yeah, maybe even quarterbacks or receivers are going early. That would be it. The worst case for me is if you're in a spot where, yeah, like NFL.com predicted today, I guess, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, there's a run on those guys, quarterback uh, teams were more quarterback desperate and they're letting on, and your Jordan Davises are gone, and your Kyle Hamilton is, is gone. If you're sitting there kind of faced with a situation of a Devontae Wyatt who's got some off-field issues to work through, and then maybe some of these receivers that you really didn't go look at uh, in person uh, in the draft process are there, or if, if you find yourself with that next tier of safeties, you feel like maybe you'd be reaching at 20 with Lewis Seen from Georgia or Dax Hill from Michigan. That's where I think it would maybe get a little bit dicey for the decision makers. Brian Backo, kind enough to lend us his time on a Friday. Make sure you're checking out his best and worst case scenario mock drafts in the PG. Buddy, great stuff as always. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon and safe travels out there. Yes, indeed. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. You too, partner. There he is, our good friend of the show, our first guest we ever had, Mr. Brian Backo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. How about that from him? Jordan Davis, more plug-and-play than Devontae Wyatt. I don't, I don't know. If we had a few more minutes with him, I'm going to push back on that one a little bit. I don't know. I mean, you think? And I guess he did preface it in, in the sense of just for the run defense. Right, if it's plug-and-play. And I do play, agree with that. Because Jordan Davis would become your nose regardless of who's out there. Whereas when you're talking about Devontae Wyatt, what does that look like if two is back? That's a great point. You know what I mean? I just think it's it's just slightly different, man. You at least know a carved out, defined role that Jordan Davis would have. Correct. On day one. Yeah. Not not saying that it would be more impactful, but in terms of just the plug and play element, I can understand that sentiment. That makes sense. We figured it out on the fly there. Come on, man. That's what we do. We're simpatico. (laughs) I can't spell it, but it sounds good. (laughs) Is it a big word like knee jerk? Uh, I, I was actually thinking it's more like outstanding. It's three syllables, so that makes it a big uh, word. Come on, man. You know how this thing goes. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to this This NFL.com latest mock today. Now six days away from the first round of the NFL draft in Viva Las Vegas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ve- Is it true whatever happens in Vegas stays in I've Vegas? never been. I don't know. You tell me. Oh. Is Vegas overrated, underrated, properly rated? I think it's properly rated. Okay. But my wife might say it's overrated. It just depends on what you're looking for when you go out there. I would just sit in a sports book the whole time. 
drink and gamble. Man, you're shortchanging yourself, man. Am I? Yes. I mean, you're right. I can do that here in Pittsburgh. That's what they say, man. <laughs> what? Man, I, I love like, I like the, the, the food, the Whoa, shopping. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, most people think of Vegas as just casinos. casinos. It's no, like, man, it is so much more in Vegas than that, man. Or even, oh, some, some of the, the best, club like, scene. It's like, bro, it's so Some of the best spas much, in the world. So much going yeah. on. Even entertainment-wise. Like, it Concerts is a ton everywhere all the time. Yeah. to do in Vegas, man. Like, I, I love Vegas. I, that's, like, one of my spots, man. I need to get there. I can't yeah. believe I'm 31 years old and have never been there. But it took me to, what, I got, when I was 30 was when I first went to Vegas. Okay, well, there you go. But then I went like multiple times, like in a short span, but for different reasons. Gotcha. So one time it was with wifey, one time it was with my pop, one time it was just me. So it was nice, like, nice. it's just different avenues. Of it. Bro, you, you would like it. I think you would like it a lot, man. Oh, I, I definitely would. Um, we were I was supposed to go for a bachelor party in 2020. Oh, see that would that would probably been off the chain. But because of the yeah. because of the pandemic, yeah. like everything got and we ended up just renting a cabin like on okay. Deep Creek because that was the only thing that we could do. That's, that's know, still dope that. though. But it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But Vegas for parties Whew. is insane. Yeah, I've done that. That's insane. Wouldn't have slept. Would have yeah, spent way insane. too much money. Would have come home. Wifey would have been standing there with the credit card yeah. statement. Like, it's, what the that, H-E double hockey sticks did you just say, do? That, that, that has been my kryptonite. Whenever I'm in Vegas, some big spending happens. And that's not it's even gambling, way. but it's just big spending happens. Man. I can see you shopping till you drop. You know that yeah. shop till you drop. That's well, you I, out in I Vegas. I also love isn't? like some of the designer stuff. You know, because like wifey likes certain things that we don't necessarily have those stores here in Pittsburgh. Sure, and sure, sure, you can make your, your phone calls stuff. and get stuff, but it's something about being able to go and see it in person, touch, touch it, it, see it. Absolutely. Yep. So I like yep. to do that type of stuff. I'm an old school shopper when I go shop, buddy. I'm the I, same I, I want to go in there and fill in a little bit. I want to make sure I really like this thing. I don't like online shopping. Yeah, I like the convenience of it, but. I do feel like it's a crapshoot because you do not know what it's going to look like, how it's going to fit, what does it feel Even like. with groceries, too. Absolutely, man. Like, I like... I like to pick out my own avocados. Yeah, I don't want some. I don't want some. Let's I don't want some not, you know, not all avocados are created equally. Not, not all apples are created equally. Giant eagle. Who knows who that employee is going to be? Might they, be they, some seventeen-year-old snot-nosed high school kid. They, they, they bring, they bring me the bag. It's not really ripe, or, or it's too ripe, or, or you know, what I mean? it's, just, it's like yo. It's a process. You don't just pick the avocado. The avocado nah, got to pick you. It's got to pick you. Come on, man. Everybody exactly. knows that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the Steelers. Why do you think we get along so well? Come on, man. Steelers take Charles Cross, pick 20. Offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. That's where we left off in the last segment before we talked to our buddy Brian Backo. 21st. Now, now see, this is going to hurt. Uh-oh. 21st, the Patriots take Devin Lloyd. 22nd, the Packers take Chris Olave. Hey, you know how they go. Devin Lloyd to go to New England and be there 10 years and be the best player we've ever seen. Like, oh, man, I just. Mm-mm. Him alongside of Judon. Not, you already not know how shabby. to be. Come on, man. You not know how to be. And then Olave is going to go to the Packers and start his career with Aaron Rodgers at least for a couple years. Could be worse. Must be nice. I mean, we all know Devontae Adams is gone. I know they signed Sammy Watkins, but they probably still want to supplement there as well, too. That is the Packers pick at 22 from yeah. Las Vegas. Devontae Adams out, Chris Olave in. Win for Green Bay, loss for Green Bay. You're going to have to give it a couple months to see. No, it's a loss because Devontae is Devontae. Devontae is arguably the best receiver in the NFL. I think Chris Olave is still going to be a really good player. In four years from now, yeah. he might be better. But Right, but when you're talking about rookie yeah. versus arguably the best receiver in the NFL, I just think, man, it's, it's a different level of conversation. Like, we've seen talented first-round draft picks come in, and now all of them – turn into Devontae. Shoot, it's more people that are not Devontae than people that are even I'm trying to think, not because obviously Jamar Chase was like a, a one-off, right, in terms mm-hmm. of how special he was. You don't get a lot of that, though. 
And, and even last year. Do not. And even last year, think about the year that Jamar Chase had. Would you have said he was better than Devontae Adams? Who I'd have to really go back and look. Because it's like, man, but like, think about like, that was still a outlier of a performance. Sure. And it's still debatable sure. if he was better than Devontae Adams last season. I just don't think that any of these rookies are coming in and, and giving point. you that. Like You're not getting a Jamar yeah, Chase type here this that, year. I, just, I don't think that's, that's tough happening. That's to do, man. We, you and I like a lot of these wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see any of them having a Jamar Chase type rookie year. Yep. Uh, 23rd, Arizona Cardinals. NFC West, Arthur Motes. Some pretty good wide receivers in that division, mm-hmm. to say the least. You got Cooper Cup, reigning NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Allen Robinson signed with the Rams as well, too. Don't forget about that as they try and load up to go back-to-back. Um, now, obviously, he's on his own team, but you've got Hopkins in that division. You've got DK Metcalf in that division. Some really good wide receivers in that division. Uh, oh, yeah, Debo Samuel, at least for now as well, too. Mm-hmm. So the Cardinals at pick 23 go Trent McDuffie, corner from Washington. Washington. Him and Byron Murphy, his fellow Washington Husky, mm-hmm. be tasked with slowing down some. Stud wide receivers in the division. You ever been up there to their campus, Washington, the Huskies? In Washington? Se- Washington and Seattle? No, I have not. You got you, you got to go rent a boat, tailgate out on the water for their games. It's crazy. Huh. Yeah, literally, man, the only Seattle I've been to is Seattle. Like for game? For like yeah, to, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the only Seattle I've been to is Seattle. I don't know if you caught that. I I, I did. I, I yeah. was letting you off the hook. It's Friday, you know, all right? I'm letting you off the hook. Uh, I, th- I thought the the, uh, the Office of Redundancy. Was, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Department of Redundancy Department. I, I, I gonna thought, come get you. I, I thought that that was on the way when I was like, the only Seattle I've been to is Seattle. The <laughs> Department like, oh. of Redundancy Department. I said, Oh Lord, what's about to get me on this one? <laughs> Trent McDuffie, twenty third Arizona. Yeah, wifey and I a few years ago we did a Seattle and Vancouver trip mm. for like eight days, and it was a blast. And one of the days that we were in Seattle, we rented a boat and just cruised. Uh, like it's, I mean, it's imagine Pittsburgh with yeah. the water, mm-hmm. but if it was an ocean and not just the rivers, you yeah. know, like Seattle's like right on the Pacific and Seattle's Ocean. like super hilly though, if I remember correctly. It is, yeah. and, you, and so you can like drive a boat literally like all around and all through the city. No, it's dope. really that's cool. Dope. And we went over to like Husky Harbor where the Washington Stadium is and everything, and they they legitimately tailgate on the water. It's it's crazy. Uh, Dallas Cowboys pick twenty four, Kenyon Green, offensive lineman. Texas A&M, we've talked a lot about him. We've mm-hmm. talked a lot about Zion Johnson. They're like the interior guys that that we really like um, in this in this draft, you know, particularly as it relates to first-round potential picks. Uh, Cowboys at 24, going to the offensive line, Kenyon Green. 25th. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, hey. Buffalo. Hey, 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 hey. Wow. You got some ketchup and mustard? I'll spray it on you. you got some I don't Z- want to be sprayed, though. You got some Zubaz? Low key. You got some beef on Weck? Nah, I'm not a beef on Weck guy. 25th overall, the Buffalo Bills take Brees Hall, running back out of Iowa State. I don't know uh, if I if I like that one, Mosey. Mm, I mean, I get why they're making the pick. I just, to me, when you're taking first round running backs, I want Najee, I want Travis Etienne type guys when they were coming out. Both of those guys coming out were dominant. Both of those guys coming out were viewed as elite. Mm hmm. Heisman contenders. I just don't feel the same. I agree. 26th, the Tennessee Titans. Fourth corner off the board, Andrew Booth out of Clemson. He's a Mike Vrabel type. Mm-hmm. He's a physical corner. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest coverage. I mean, the great. he's going to be a first-round pick. He doesn't yeah. have elite coverage skills. Right. But I think he'd fit pretty well in that Titans Well, I defense. like the physicality that he plays with. Yeah. And I think that's more so why Vrabel 
it would make sense. You know, when you think about the 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 Titans, they haven't had elite cornerback play. They've had dope secondary those, right? Their, their secondaries across the board have been good, some better than the whole. But to me, man, they're based on physicality. They want to punch you in the mouth. They mm-hmm. want to make that game, you know, extra ugly, ground and pound. That's what they do. They run the ball, play defense, and special teams. Like, that's the nature of their game. So I just think that it would make sense in, in, in that vein, but I'm with you. I don't really like Booth to that extent, though. Here's another one that doesn't make much sense to me. The Bucks at 27 take Tyler Linderbaum. They just re-signed Jensen yeah. to a three-year deal. And I don't think Linderbaum has any projections to play guard. Right. I, I, now he's reaching. Now you're reaching. Now you're reaching. 28th, the Green Bay Packers take uh, Trevor boy. Penning. Yo, boy. I like Trevor Penning. I like the nastiness that he mm-hmm. plays with. I think there's a lot of upside there. Northern Iowa. You know I like. You know I got a soft spot for them small school guys. Yes, indeed. Trevor Penning. So the Packers um, with their second first round. Well, actually, I, I, every I, team in this draft has two first round picks. Yeah, it's crazy. Except for the Steelers. Because we don't need it. We don't need it. We're we better just than that. We're too good. Packers at 28 at their original pick. Um, take Trevor Penning, so they go wide receiver, offensive tackle, the Packers in the first round. 29th, San Francisco projected trade with the Kansas City Chiefs to take Traylon Burks. Now, wouldn't that be interesting? Mm-mm-mm. They're they're projecting that they will trade away Debo Samuel to the Chiefs in exchange for uh, this first-round pick and more, and then they'll immediately fill the void with the guy who a lot of people are comparing to Debo Samuel and Trey Burks. Mozi, that would be just fantastic NFL drama. Oh, would that it? would Come just on, be classic man. NFL would drama it? for draft week Come if that on now. if that were to happen. I in our next segment, when we do our top five Friday, we're gonna do the top five draft picks that we don't want to see the Steelers make. I want to. I'm gonna talk a little bit about Trey Burks. Teaser. Spoiler alert. I don't know if I'm as high on him as I was a couple months ago. The closer and closer we get to this. So he's having the, the, the reverse effect. The, the, or maybe it's just so many people are comparing him, Debo, Debo, Debo 2.0, Debo yeah. 2.0, that I just I feel like, all right, well, now you're setting him up to fail. Right. Because Debo Samuel's just an incredibly unique player, an incredibly mm-hmm. talented player. We have not seen very many Debo Samuels come through the NFL, and that's what we always do is we have to compare the next guy to the latest guy, and I just, I don't know. I don't know. So the the Chiefs right then would have pick 30 where they take George Carla I always forget how to pronounce his last name. Carla Fitus, right? Yeah, it is. Oh my god. I, I was going to say I forgot. I saw Isn't somebody Carla Fitus, right? Is I don't remember all the way and that's why I'm like I don't know if what I heard was right or if that's the right way. I'm Edge nervous Rusher about it. Out of Purdue. Yes. I like him though. He's a good player. He is a good player. He's a good player. We'll, we'll give him that. We'll but give him yeah, that. the name. Whew. Cincinnati Bengals pick 31. A lot of uh, talk about the offensive line, although they did spend some money there this offseason. Yes, they did. They take to Marvin Leal, defensive tackle out of A&M. We haven't talked about him much as as potential for the Steelers. You know, we've talked about the Georgia boys. We've talked um, Tevin Jones a Mm -hmm. little bit as well, too. DeMarvin Leal would be an interesting one. Junior out of A&M. Um, Larry Ogunjobi gone for the Bengals, so maybe there's there's your your replacement if you're Cincinnati. Uh, And then last, but never least, in the first round, pick 32, the Lions, of course, this the Matthew Stafford selection. They take Jahan Dotson. I like that. Wide receiver at a Penn State. Explosive weapon for Jared Goff to work with. You like Dotson, don't you? I do. I mean, hey, you remind me of Deontay. Yeah. I just think he's a little bit faster. So what you're saying is he's going to be sending weird tweets in a couple years? No, I didn't nah, say that. Come on. Come it, on. It, 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 That's it, a joke. It's a joke, everybody. It's just a joke. It's not a joke. 
But he's not going to have to because he, he, you know, I think he's a really consistent player. I, I, that's a nice way to put it. He's a consistent player, you know, who doesn't really have a lot of flaws, mm. you know, with his game. I like that. I like that. Consistent, though. Consistency is key, and that's been the biggest issue with Deontay. It just hasn't been consistent enough to this point in co- in comparison to the money that he's asking for. That's the only issue. Agreed. Maybe weird tweets was the wrong way to put it. Cryptic tweets. How about that? That's the that's the better <sighs> hey, way to Hey, don't believe everything you see. Uh, Thrash tweets us, Karloff, Kar, Karloftis. Karloftis is how you pronounce his last name. There Karloftis. We go. See, I was going to say that, Thrash too. is our big, our big, you know, our big 10 guy here. Yeah, I was going to say that. You know, I, I, I knew that. You knew that. You yeah. were just waiting for me to figure it out. I just, I, want, I wanted to see if y'all was really listening. I wanted to see if y'all was listening to the show. Are you just, are you listening or are you hearing the Exactly. Show? Your chance to get involved when we come back uh, on Twitter. We'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions at Wesley Euler at DaBody52. DaBody. We'll get to your tweets. We'll do a little Top 5 Friday before we get out of here on a Friday. Hey, hey. Oh, no. That was Department of, Dun- D- 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 Department re- of Redundancy uh-huh. Department stuff right there that yeah. I just did. Just go to break, Euler. Just forget about it. It's the Steelers Blitz. Final segment on the other side on SNR.